When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, you and I are MFEO, made for each other. Can you believe it? A BI situation. Yes, I totally can believe it, but you'll have to excuse me because I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> Not bees, though, like Harold. Yeah, I mean, literally, you are. You really, I really, really are. Listen, I have some shit to say about everyone hating on Walter, okay? It's not his fault, but we'll get there. Um, we're jumping the lead. We're jumping the gun here. Um, by the title, you can tell we're here covering 1993's Sleepless in Seattle. I had never seen this film up until today. Uh, my co-host has, and we are joined by a very special guest. We've teased it before. We are not allowed to talk Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan without this human being. And he is here to join us once again on the podcast. MJC, Michael J. Clark, how are you? Actually, this is MJC's nine-year-old son, Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, do you have anything that you want to share with the radio My today? My dad is lonely. No, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Diving out of that bit. <laughs> yeah, like, I honestly <laughs> wasn't expecting this movie to be so sad at the beginning. I will admit, I knew nothing about this movie besides that there's, like, it has something to do with Seattle. And it has Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. None of the plot I knew. Going in blind. Going in the blind. So... Uh, let's lay out the land. If you did not catch our um, February Valentine's Day special, we covered You've Got Mail um, with 
Michael. And um, it was, um, Michael, would you say it was a mess? <laughs> I would say that uh, there were some divergent opinions about uh, the, the film. Yeah. You no, got the, podcast, the podcast wasn't, it was a oh, great podcast, but we came fighting <laughs> that day. Yes, because that movie was pure trash and because you made me watch a film in which I didn't like Tom Hanks, which is honestly kind of heinous and egregious and mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Like, I want to love Tom Hanks as much as everybody mm-hmm. else does. And luckily, you pretty much gave me a layup here with this film because he's a widower. So, like, automatically it's like, okay, great. We sympathize. We you know we have sympathy for him. He has a kid that he's, like, trying <laughs> to take just, care of. Just like his Tom as likes his Tom Hanks as milk toast as possible. Exactly. Honestly, yes. He's an architect, which who isn't in a 90s movie or like a sitcom, right? Like all the hot dads are architects. So like I was kind of in from the beginning. Um, we'll get into it because I think this movie is fine. I think it's serviceable. <laughs> is it as good as people? I feel like it's like talked about like it's this huge thing. And I got to be honest, I don't think it's like the best thing since sliced bread. I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's, right. no, that's, right. that's, that, that's a reasonable opinion uh, for someone who it's an opinion. just watched it for the first time uh, this morning. I'll say. It's a reasonable, reasonable opinion for somebody whose favorite Tom Hanks movie is literally who, Toy Story. Who prefers <laughs> Toy Story 2. Just Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is just a good one. We've yeah. been over this. Yeah, it's you better. You want to litigate why Toy Story is better than Toy Story 2 <laughs> and just disagree with us. Go back and listen to the You've Got Mail podcast. Um, actually, <laughs> yeah, it's literally, yeah, literally the same podcast over and over again. But um, actually, I read that Tom Hanks was recording the first um, Toy Story movie on his off days from Sleepless in Seattle. Ooh. There you go. See? That's what I read. When did one come out? It was like 90, 94? In 1995. 95? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it just took I a long time to put together. And... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a 1993 movie. So they're probably shooting in 1992. But I've heard mm-hmm. that like Pixar movies used to take like 100 years uh, to sense. make. Makes sense. Right, right. So, yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, we're talking mm. Sleepless in Seattle. I mean, everybody knows the premise except for me, of course. You know, we have Annie and we have Sam um, and they don't they don't meet until very, very late in the film. And when they do meet, it's like very quick. Like this is such an odd rom-com. I don't know. I'm used to like the traditional rom-com where there's a meet cute. And then there's like the will they won't they and then they get together and then something naturally breaks them up and then they get back together by the end. And so to have a full on rom-com where like 99% of the film takes place with them not around each other. It's not even that on different coasts. Mm -hmm. Very strange. In addition to that, one person doesn't even know about the other for the majority (laughs) of the movie as well. Yeah. yeah, if but not, it's if all not hard the whimsy. A precocious nine-year-old boarding a plane by himself, <laughs> then this story never would have uh, had the ending um, that it has. It I would like to own. correct that statement and say, if not for precocious Jessica, 
this yes, thing would not true. have happened. Seriously, the hero Hawkins. of the story. Yeah. <laughs> the unsung hero. <laughs> I love how... I love the scene when Jessica was buying the plane ticket and there was a 13-year-old age restriction and Jonah is like, look, like nobody's going to believe that I'm 13. And she's like, I'm going to put that you're sensitive about your height so that they don't bring it up. Genius. This is, this is a, a Genius. 9-11 world in case you were wondering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this this was great. Yeah, don't check IDs. <laughs> Any scene with Jessica, who is played by a very young Gabby Hoffman, by the way, had no clue mm-hmm. she was in this film. And the minute I saw her, I was like, holy yep. shit, it's Gabby Hoffman. Any scene she was in, I was on board Everybody's for. Everybody's in this movie. We need to bring back H&G. Mm-hmm. Can we please? Like, hi and goodbye. Like, was it H&B? H&G? Like, she is sassy. She is everything I wanted. Like, Jonah was good, too. Again, considering he's, like, eight or nine, which is usually, like, the trouble zone of, like, get this kid off my screen. I mean, Jonah was pretty great. He was right about, uh, I don't even know her name. Whoever the dad dates who is terrible. Veronica? Victoria? Victoria. Who, who cares? She's trash. I mean, she's fine. She She has like a laugh that isn't the most beautiful laugh in the world, but I don't know. Who would love that laugh? I don't know. Who could love that laugh? uh, Not even a mother could love that laugh. Kind of got used to it at one point. I think the thing is, exactly have even Sam agrees. He doesn't exactly have the most normal laugh in the world. Sam agrees that it's like not great like and here's the thing I was on board with Sam I'm on board with his theory of you do drinks first not dinner for a first date I have said that myself I'm more of a coffee kind of gal for a first date but I agree with Sam Ooh, speaking of Seattle oh coffee yeah yeah I, yeah maybe he should have done coffee, coffee right for Seattle <laughs> but here's the thing like yes, Victoria is trash she's annoying but Walter Walter is perfectly fine. Like, I think the thing is, and this is what I also enjoyed about the movie, right? Is I don't think we're ever supposed to hate Walter. I think in a lot of rom-coms, the person that like, Mm -hmm. yeah, like the person that the person is with, you're supposed to hate for whatever reason. They're either like mean to the main character or like treats them poorly or is cheating on them or is a douchebag, right? Walter, there's nothing wrong wrong with Walter. He has allergies. Okay, people? He's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Like his his jokes are oh. lame. I don't know. He's like kind of like a lame white guy. I, I don't know. <laughs> Annie was fully in this relationship up until she brought him to Christmas, and as soon as he's like, "Yeah, I have an allergy to like pretty much everything, including what was like the 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 thing that broke the camel's back. Salmon? I don't know, no, like flowers? shrimp or whatever straw." Some everything and like the family is like oh and as soon as that happened Annie is like I'm done with this relationship but yeah I guess nobody likes somebody that could that needs to be with an EpiPen 24-7 it's too much responsibility I mean that wasn't I don't know like it was a very it was very much um like I can't think of the actor's name but it's the 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 one who's in, who's in, um, uh, you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> Frasier. You know, the one who's in that thing. You're thinking of David no, 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 Hyde no, no, no. Pierce. I'm talking about a different movie right now. So- we'll, we'll get back to like the, <laughs> like the star co-stars in this. Um, but who's the guy in Westworld? And I can't think of his name. Oh, the guy who plays Jimmy? Tom Tammy. Yes. 
I can't think of his name. But he's like the cuck in um in the notebook, isn't he? Isn't he the one like with Rachel McAdams and there's nothing wrong? No, with him, but, no, like, that's the guy he's not it's the guy from X Men who's like the Cyclops is the guy who's in James James Marsden. Yes. Who is the guy in Westworld. I am right. I was, I was um, just... but yeah, like sometimes I don't know, the, the person's not like a monster. It doesn't always have to be like Bradley Cooper and Wedding Crashers, where they're just like right. Like well, that's what I'm person. saying. Like that's what I enjoyed about it. Right? Is that there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with Walter. Like he's perfectly fine. It's just not the right guy for Annie. And I appreciated yeah. that about him. Like they didn't try to make him into a monster. Right? The poor guy just has allergies. He has to sleep with a humidifier. Like is that so mm-hmm. bad? And no one makes fun of Harold for being allergic to bees, and he doesn't stop talking about it. Um. The issue is that um, the issue is that Walter's safe and predictable, boring. and there's no mystery and spontaneity. He's boring, and um, you know, like like the engagement ring scene where it's like I, I don't know, like if they're at like a place where to buy rings instead of like her picking out a ring and him like buying it or like this is the one for you like it's expected that she would get his mother's engagement ring like and it's like yeah this would be like exactly what I would have chose but there's no like big romantic moves or surprises like it's just a predictable relationship and Annie is bored by it because she's a psychopath (laughs) Sarah there's no magic Oh, that's what I didn't understand about this film, right? No, no the magic. The whole point is that Annie is like, movies have taught us that we're supposed to expect this magical love and the meet cute and all of that, but it's not real. And then the movie says it's Sometimes real. You settle for Walter. <laughs> it's just a confusing message that the movie sends. And to be honest, I don't really. I would have just appreciated a, a even like a smidge more of Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks together, because like yeah, great, like you think you like That's this not guy, the story. but That's you don't not know him. The story they're trying to tell. They have to only be together for five minutes, uh, minus uh, Tom Hanks seeing Meg Ryan in the airport and almost get hit by like a semi truck. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it just is wild to me that like then she, the, I thought they were gonna meet then when she almost like gets hit by the truck, and then all of a sudden she's talking to Rosie O'Donnell back in like Baltimore, and I'm like the fuck, because well, like, she thought that she thought that Tom Hanks' sister was Victoria. I guess they have the similar hair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that it does. I think it doesn't teach. I don't necessarily think this movie teaches you not to believe in like movie romance. I think it teaches you to um, to still believe in that and not to settle for like not just not to settle. So I think that that's what the lesson is. But I don't. Yeah, I just think that this movie is teaching you that movie endings are possible. Because it really just teaches you not to settle. Um, And in regards to do they, like, spend enough time together, I feel like this movie is teaching you um, love at first sight is real. Um, MJC, do you believe love at first sight is real? Um, 
I, I think that uh, lust at first sight is definitely real. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, it, it's a nice romantic thing to think about, uh, that idea. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around what the movie is trying to teach its audience. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's about chances, but the, the, th- the thing is that um, uh, that that Sam doesn't go to New York to try to find this person who's been corresponding with him. Like he goes to New York to like try to get his son back, who like ran away from home. Very true. I don't know. Very true. Yeah, I just think like it's definitely mixed messaging because you have like obviously Annie doesn't want to settle because like again Walter is serviceable. Walter is fine. Walter loves her and will take care of her and there's and her family likes him. Like there's nothing wrong with Walter. He just doesn't give her like the fireworks over the moon feeling. But mm-hmm. like my problem is that like I mean, I feel like everybody goes through this, right? Where you're like in a relationship and you're like, is this the way it's supposed to be because there isn't this movie moment and I feel like just movies kind of ruin the idea of a normal everyday love for people right like once you're in a relationship and you do settle down like yes you should be comfortable it doesn't have to be a roller coaster every day within your relationship right like obviously there should be some amount of passion and sparks and chemistry um, but I just think it's wild to me that Annie. Sure, but Je- Jessica, is that is that an exciting movie? No, like you know no, what I mean. Of like- course not. I mean, this just falls. But I just think it's funny because most rom coms don't like point at a rom com and say like this isn't realistic, and then do the thing that they're saying is unrealistic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I I I totally get that. I feel like. I totally get tripped up in the like whole oh it's not like a fairy tale romance type right. of thing, so I, I I can believe that. Um, I feel like Walter's biggest issue is that he likes to eat lettuce and tomato on white bread for a meal. <laughs> it's crazy white bread meal for a white bread kind of guy. That yeah. is just no no deli meat. No cheese, just lettuce well, and tomato. like the same. She does the same thing. On wheat, though. Like, at least the wheat. He's is allergic like to whole sick. wheat. He's allergic. <laughs> How can he be allergic to whole wheat? He's allergic to everything. God, he, he is. He's, a, he's literally a mess. I feel so bad for Walter. That's the thing. If there's one thing to take away from this movie is that we yeah. all should pity Walter. I don't pity Walter because their nighttime routine is the unsexiest thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> it, the fact that she's like handing him things, it's like, can like he just tissues. take care of this himself? And yeah, he like fell asleep with like a tissue straight up on his face. Like, I'm sorry, I have allergies. That has never happened to me. Yeah. I'm just saying. I I literally, like, I don't know. I mean, the Tiffany's ring is a huge upside. It doesn't matter that it's his mom's ring and um, that he had to size it down because his mom has fat fingers. If you give me a Tiffany's ring, then I'm, like, pretty much fully in. But ultimately, I think Walter... Yeah. I was going to say that it was a sign that... uh... That Annie's grandmother's dress uh, broke in the seams when she was trying it on. 
It was a hideous uh, ass dress. Good thing it ripped at the seams. <laughs> she was like, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Like, bitch, uh, no, it's not. It's literal just fabric yeah. wrapped around your body. Like, it looks yeah. awful. Like, good, tear the fucking sleeves off. You don't want to wear sleeves. Come on. I, like, did you like the mom's advice about the, about getting in the sack? No, that was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Especially gosh. after she says, like, it took me and your father a few years to figure things out. Years? Years, woman? It took you years to figure things out? Like, get into the groove. Sometimes, like, you know, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to know what each other's likes. Maybe not years. That's a but, long time. Years. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I Just know. Were you, were you surprised with slash happy with uh, how star-studded the guest uh, act, the guest stars in this uh, film are? Yeah. No, I was super excited. So obviously, we see, we have Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan as like the two main characters. Oh. Um, we have Rita Wilson who plays Susie, uh, Sam's sister. Obviously, Tom Hanks' wife. <laughs> Love that for him. Um, I mean, I obviously recognize greg who's Susie's husband victor garber like he's in so much shit like legally blonde is honestly what i remember him most from but yeah yeah but he's also an alias and he uh, i think was danny warbucks in one of like the annie (gasps) yes i remember him from annie yes 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 he was in titanic Uh, like the the made for tv annie not annie which uh from like 10 years ago oh yeah no it was not the like annie annie it was like it was like the middle version of annie <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so those are two great rita wilson and, and victor garber yeah rosie o'donnell uh, Ro- rosie o'donnell yeah rob reiner yes oh of course rob reiner he's like i, I feel like uh, when i saw him it was very much like a flashback to the 90s for me because i feel like he was in so much in the 90s mm-hmm. um and then uh uh, Bill Pullman was uh, was Walter, uh, who Bill Pullman from uh, Independence Day as the president, and also While You Were Sleeping, which is another like '90s rom com uh, with Sandra Bullock. Uh, where it's funny, where like in that one, he's like the exciting one. He's like the adventurous yeah. one, the one that like spoiler alert, like she ends up with um, while she's pretending to be like engaged to. Um, What's his name? Uh, the guy from the OC, Peter Gallagher. Yes, yeah. Uh, so that's a good one. If no one, if you haven't seen that one, uh, you should check out while you were sleeping. Uh, and also, as as Sarah pointed out, uh, David Head Pierce is in this at, at mm-hmm. Niles, and I was like, oh, well, I'm always very. And do you think that David Head Pierce like does this movie about a guy who calls uh, a therapy radio show from seattle and it's like hmm maybe i want to be in a tv show about something like this also <laughs> i mean he it's surprising because when i saw his face i was like oh this guy okay great like he must be in a lot of the movie and he nope, was he was scene. he had like a very small role 
I was surprised by that. Same with um Francis Conroy. Like she was such a small role too, mm-hmm. and I recognized big her. Name. So yeah, 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 yeah. Huge names in this film. Like, and they're in they're such big. like small roles too, right? You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially seeing little Gabby Hoffman, I can't even deny that I freaked out when I saw her. I was like, oh my god, this is the littlest I've ever seen her. Like she's so itsy bitsy, and she's so funny. Like I feel like when they cast her in um in Now and Then. Like, maybe they had seen Sleepless in Seattle and were like, oh, we need her because she's so, like, sassy and funny. Yeah, that's that's funny how uh, how connected that Rosie was in the beginning of the 90s because yeah. there was uh, A League of Their Own, which was mm-hmm. in, like, 91, 92, and then uh, Hanks and Rosie are together in this, and then uh, Now and Then. Yeah, our third Rosie O'Donnell movie and our third uh, Tom Hanks movie. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a type of like true. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it's it's always fun to like watch back and be like, oh, all of these people that uh, <laughs> it's funny. Where, like Rob Reiner is like twenty years older now, and the only way you can tell is like his hair has gone from gray to white. And I'm like, oh, it's still with you, bro. It's crazy how people, yeah, it's crazy how some people age and some like really don't. Yeah, Yeah, like I still think Rosie O'Donnell looks exactly the same in like every film she's in. Like she always has the same exact like style, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I appreciated her role in this movie. I thought she was like a kind of a fun sidekick to Annie. Like she didn't have a huge, Mm -hmm. huge role, but like I did like the part that she did play. Um, and I really love, oh, like, she was the editor of the newspaper that Annie worked at and was like the cautionary tale where like, apparently something like her and her husband, like had like a terrible divorce or something. And so like, she was like, oh, you don't want to be like my Joseph or whatever her ex's name was. And so she was the one who was, uh, really like, she sends the letter after Annie like crumbles mm-hmm. it up and she's like, really pushing the action. Yeah, she's the one who has the best line in the movie. You don't want to be in love. You want to be in love in a movie. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that is exactly mm-hmm. what Annie's issue is, right? Like, I appreciated her, like, slapping some truth bombs down. Like, I feel like yeah. Annie needed to hear that. And as much as, like, I feel like Sam was way more realistic about the, like, I connect with Sam way more than I connect with Annie because I'm much more of a realist. When he pulls down the map for Jonah and he's like, where is Seattle? And where is Baltimore? Ha-ha! <laughs> like, suck it, child. And then he, like, stri- like lets go of the map and it flies up. It's like, yeah, Jonah, suck it. You're wrong. Baltimore's too fucking far away. It's not realistic. I, I really, really, really do love Sam's parenting skills. Like, I feel as though <laughs> yes. the way he talks to his kid would be, like, maybe errors on, like, how I would want to talk to my kid. Like, basically, like, you dumb shit like listen to me right yeah. now maybe that's the best parenting no technique. but the, the way he yells but, at him about the black widow like he's like don't you ever yell like that again i don't care if there's a point it's poisonous spider or like i don't care if your thumb falls off like nothing's happening i'm going away for yeah. the weekend so i can have sex <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay he, like he starts uh, uh no you go oh, no, so it's friend. funny where he starts to like to to recount how many girls that he slept with in college. Like, yes. Four or five. Now six. <laughs> yes. 
No, I appreciated that. I just think like, I don't know. I just I really liked his character in this. I thought his parenting style was really fun. Um, considering like he is this like guy who's been through a lot, right? Like he's the guy mm-hmm. who in the beginning of the movie, and I really liked how they did that, where they the first thing they show you is, you know, them at the at the funeral, at the grave site. Um, and then they, you know, they had like he's moving to Seattle, like all of a sudden. And I, I kind of forgot that the movie was called Sleepless in Seattle. So we started off in Chicago and I was like, Oh, interesting, a Chicago film. <laughs> Five <laughs> seconds later we're in Seattle. Um and then we like eighteen months later. But I still like how like you know he has he still seems like he's in a really bad space mentally but that doesn't take away from like the really fun times with um with his son you know I I love the moments that he has with his son and like the silliness and I love how he's just like you're not gonna get away with this like I don't care what happens I'm going away for the weekend you're gonna stay with whatever the hell your wacko babysitter's name is (laughs) yeah yeah he he even as early as the call with Dr. Marsha, where oh God, like Dr. she's Marcia. asking the most intrusive questions that you can ever imagine. And he's just like, he, and she's like, I hope you call in again. He's like, oh, yeah, definitely. And like, this was a blast. Like, this was so fun. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I hate I that, just, that lady, Dr. Whatever her face is. She's the fucking Marcia, worst. Though. Stone, yeah, oh, she's awful. Oh yeah, yeah. This was really fun and helpful. <laughs> like, please, the yeah, the um, the Tom Hanks comedy was funny. Like, you have to admit, like, I was thinking about like this versus You've Got Mail, and as much as I liked, like, you know, all of the '90s nostalgia that we were talking about, and You've Got Mail with like the AOL and the aim and the dial up tones. I feel like this was like a funnier movie. What do you think about that, Jess? Oh, listen, if I had to choose which one I'm watching again tomorrow, it's 100% Sleepless in Seattle. (laughs) Like, this had everything, right? If you want, you know, old school technology, first of all, we have um, Sam and his kid being on phones at the same time in, like, different rooms, and they both have ginormous cords. We have Mm -hmm. the amazing scene of Annie on a computer at her job trying to search for Sam. (laughs) Like... This is the wildest thing I've seen. Like the way she was searching for him was hilarious. A a PI. Oh yeah, she's a psycho. Like with low key, no one talks about this. Annie is crazy. Like Sam is completely normal. I love Sam. Sam is a realist. I am Sam. Annie is batshit nuts. She has a PI search for this guy that she doesn't know. I will. uh, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes, uh, Jessica. But. Uh, I think there's a great trailer on on YouTube where like someone like created like the trailer of Sleepless in Seattle if it were a horror movie. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, she's creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. basically stalks him. She borderline stalks him. She goes across the country, like lying to her job and saying she just wants to do a piece on him. Bitch, no, you are stalking this man that you know every other woman in the country is apparently stalking. Like, I don't know if this mm-hmm. is like a nationwide radio show, but. It's wild that everybody loves him. I mean, I I feel like it's like a Dr. Laura Schlesinger thing where, like, I feel like it is simulcast, like, all over. It had to be, right? Because everybody was sending him mail from everywhere across the country. Um, 
But yeah, and then Annie was going to write him this letter. And her, she starts off the letter with like, I don't usually do this, bitch. Everybody starts that letter that way. Yeah, everybody. That is like absolutely. <laughs> Rosie was 100% right. Like every woman is going to start off their letter that way. Yes. But I will say I definitely preferred Annie's hairstyle to Meg Ryan's and You've Got Mail. Like this hair. Oh, oh yeah. Gorgeous hair. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah. I disagree. Really? What? <gasps> That's shocking. That we did talk gosh. about this in the last podcast. Um, we were a little like milk, um, milk, lukewarm on <laughs> um, what I, on Meg Ryan's hair in You've Got Mail because it was like short. I, I said that it looked like um, what Hillary Clinton was trying to go for. <laughs> yeah, and I said I said it had Amy Matthews vibes. Uh, yeah like, it kind so, of does but like this i just like the way she styles it here where she does the like tur like it's like twisties into a ponytail um but i think if i had to pick a uh, meg ryan hairstyle i gotta go when harry met sally like i love a farrah fawcett feather bitch like she had so good. she had like eight different hairstyles in there i like the specifically the fe- the farrah fawcett feather hair though mm-hmm. i like you could definitely see why for 10 year like a 10 year span like she was like america's sweetheart oh yeah like she was the thing like she's very like sweet right she's like your girl next door uh, of sorts uh, yeah um yeah <laughs> can we get into can we get into talking about jonah yeah <laughs> yes. we're gonna have to um so he obviously is the one that calls dr marcia um, forces his dad into this situation and then gets so focused on <laughs> I like how he just runs out so I was like dad phone <laughs> uh. <laughs> so like, oh that's a radio station that I called in and said that you're lonely <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so and then he gets so transfixed on one woman's letter Annie's that he well, she mentions Brooks Robinson so just because of the baseball player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's a little shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, we got to be easy. He just lost his mom, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? But um, yeah, like he's really like digging Sam deep in this hole, isn't he? I mean, I, I like Jonah. I don't know if this is a hot take. I think Jonah okay. is spot on with 90% of the shit he says, right? Victoria sucks. Okay. He's right there. His dad is lonely. And, like, even if he's not – I mean, it's been 18 months, so it's been a decent amount of time since his wife passed away. Um, and even if he doesn't necessarily need to be dating, like, he needs to get out more, right? Like, he just seems very depressed. And so I – you got to hand it to Jonah. Like, he takes the he takes the bull by the horns and he he has gusto and he goes for it. Yeah, but if his concern is that his dad's lonely, then, like, why is he always trying to cockfuck him with uh, Victoria? Because Victoria sucks. Because <laughs> she's the worst. She just seems like a tryhard. And not only that, but, like, I could, if I was him, listen. And, like, literally everything Sam says is not that funny. Like, he's kind of funny. He's not that funny. So you shouldn't be laughing 24-7. I think he's funny, but he's, specifically with his kid. 
Exactly. Like the stuff that he was saying that she was laughing at was not funny. He's telling her about a work thing. Like this bitch is making me redo her cabinets all over again. And she's like, ha 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 for like five minutes. <laughs> oh my God. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. You, I know. If your, um, if your current forever partners had an annoying laugh, like, would you be okay with it? Is it mm. like, I guess it depends on how bad it is. If it is like Janice from Friends, no, it's unacceptable. Oh my God. Yeah. Her voice is like yes. nails on uh, a chalkboard. I-, <laughs> I can't, like, the voice is definitely a factor though. Like, if I was dating somebody that had like a, a, a voice that I wasn't attracted to, then I definitely feel like that goes into my whole attraction. Like I wouldn't be able to be with somebody that had like a shrill voice, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like well, that is a I'm factor. A very, I'm a very serious man and I never um, uh, try to make the person that I'm with laugh. And so it wouldn't be an issue for me. <laughs> yes. Never, <laughs> never at all. Would it be an issue? <laughs> No, uh, no, no, no. Also, uh, I guess I have to break the tie on Jonah. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. here's the other thing. One more, one more point in the the column yes. of Victoria sucks. Uh, Victoria mansplains snow globes to Jonah at one point in the movie. Does he like snow globes? You shake them up and snow floats down. Bitch, he is nine years old, not two. He knows what a fucking snow globe is. <laughs> I can't. Like, why? And she doesn't even ask Jonah. She asks Sam, does he like snow globes? But she's standing right next to you. Why don't you ask him? Like, I can't. Because she's the type of person that, like, doesn't talk to the children. She talks to. Exactly. Like, over over Jonah. She knows that he's that, that Jonah's going to, like, roll his eyes at her and, like, stick his tongue out at her and, like. (laughs) I don't know. He's a little, he's a little shit. <laughs> yeah. I guess I just enjoy shit. the little shits then. I don't know what to tell you. Now, uh, Jess, he's, he's a medium, right? Would you say? Yes, that, that is a medium. Jonah is definitely a medium in the scale of children's ages. Children's ages. Yeah. A medium. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Although so he's a fake it- large because he's trying to get away with being 12. So... <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look like he's a tiny kid. I mean, he looks like eight or nine, which is what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Right, but right, right, I, have a, yeah. I have a serious question. What is tiramisu? <laughs> oh, that is what I would love to know. So, like, okay. So... Wait, wait, you guys are joking, right? I Not mean, the dessert. I know what the dessert oh, no, is. No, I think they meant the dessert. What? Okay, so okay, so this is this I think is the joke was that he was talking about the dessert and like I thought the joke and, was it was something Tom sexual. Thought, no, I think the joke was that it is the dessert and that he thinks that it's sexual, but it's not. Oh, uh, okay. It's just I mean, I want to Google this now. Okay, so yeah, so this is the scene where uh, Sam is with a friend, Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he hasn't dated since 1978, and apparently you have to be friends first to date somebody, um, and then basically he said, oh, also they talk about how, you know, the good news is, is that now you split the check with a woman, mm-hmm. and Sam's like, I can't have a woman pay for dinner, and he was like, oh, that's even better. They'll, like, throw a parade in your honor. You'll be the man of the year in Seattle Magazine. And then they're like, do you know 
what tiramisu is? Is that what the Ah, uh, I found I found the explanation online. So apparently Perfect. back in the nineties, it was very difficult to find tiramisu in America. Like you wouldn't find it in restaurants uh. normally. So when he says the thing about tiramisu, he's actually talking about the food, but Tom Hanks's character assumes he means something sexual because tiramisu wasn't just around everywhere that makes more sense now i'm oh. like what, what the fuck is tiramisu like is it like anal like because that's where yeah. my mind went like it, it, i was thinking it, it had to be something like you know it's brown yeah <laughs> i yes. think we lost jessica <laughs> Cause, cause, yes for the obvious reason of it being brown <laughs> got it got it um Moving on. <laughs> nothing else to say. I'm a little, I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, because then Jay says, I think also the like right because the whole thing is Jay says tiramisu. Sam says, what is tiramisu? And Jay says, you'll find out. Sam says, well, what oh. is it? You'll see. Some woman is oh. gonna want me to do it to her, and I'm not gonna know what it is. And Jay says, you'll love it. <laughs> okay. I think it's something else. I mean, I think no, Nora that... Ephron legitimately said like it was actual tiramisu, but we can, mm. yeah, we can go with anal. That's fine. No, no, no. This is the second time we've mentioned the, <laughs> the anal in this week. We got to get off this train. <laughs> we got we... MJC. How do we get off the anal train from our podcast? We're going downhill. He fainted. I'm sorry, but the anal train is. <laughs> he, um, MJC fainted. You're hysterical. I'm sorry. All that they want to do is talk about the cabinets. Uh, oh, the cabinets. You mean the woman who was awful and was like, I don't care. I need the Sub Zero fridge. As a design major, I thought it was a design major. As a person in design, I'm not <laughs> in college major, anymore. You're in college. Yeah, I'm just a 21-year-old. I love the line, Sam. I was just tossing and turning last night. You know what that's like. Because I realized I'll never fit my platters in that refrigerator we ordered. As as somebody that has worked in the high-end design industry for the last, like, 10 years, that is exactly how conversations with rich clients go. Oh, I fully believe that. I would be so insanely annoyed, though, just like Sam is. That's why, again, just like so dramatic, so dramatic. I've been tossing and turning like your life is going to end if you can't (laughs) fit your platters in your fridge. And that's exactly how the high end design industry is. If I don't have this one pillow fabric, I will fucking faint. (laughs) That is exactly what it's like. So I, I, I feel it. I feel it real badly. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Yeah, that lady was truly just annoying. And, like, I understand Mm -hmm. why Sam would be complaining because it's like, who wants to deal with this, you know? Like, and here's the thing. He's the architect. Like, does that architect really go through that whole stage? Like, I thought they just drew up shit and they were done, you know? Uh, I, I mean, sometimes, no, because it's the fact that um, they have to fit the cabinets around the fridge. So if he she wants a specific oh. fridge, then it is his job to figure what it out. pain in the ass that lady is. I know. Also, are women just looking for pecs and a cute butt? <laughs> I love how uh, Rob Reiner, like, checks out Tommy's butt. Um, I already did. Here's the thing. Like, cute butts are good. Um, I do. I think a cute butt is amazing. Like, I think a cute butt is good to have. I don't know. I think, a, like, a guy's, like, legs are more important, in my opinion, than the arms are. Oh, but that's, like, a me thing. I think it depends on the person, right? Like, I prefer the legs to yeah. the arms. Like, I don't for like, me, okay. like, the big muscle yeah. man, you know? Not for okay. me. Yes, cute butt. I don't care about pecs. As much pecs, I don't care. Cute butt, yes. Um, thighs, yes. We love a meaty um, thigh. Yes, but and JC, pecs- what do you say about about meaty thighs and pecs and butts? <laughs> Are, I think the equivalent of this conversation is MJC, um, boobs or butt. That's the Ooh. that's the male equivalent. That is that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> uh... He's joking. He's I, gonna leave again. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I, 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 I would say the the butt. The butt. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that. Um. Never mind. I'm not gonna say this on <laughs> national television. Uh. So I'm going through the trivia on IMDb for this film, uh, which is always a, like a great. Uh, you know, yeah. a great check to like show off, be like, it's oh, like my favorite you know. post movie activity. Exactly. So two big ones here. Jason Schwartzman auditioned for the role of Jonah Baldwin. Who is, so who is the guy you said? What is his name? <coughs> he's, um, he's like in a lot of Wes Anderson movies. Uh, he was in, um, the the one with Ted Danson and Zach Galifianakis that I can't think of right now, um, the HBO show. He's he's like you would know when you saw him. Okay. You'd be like oh that guy with the hair. Um, <laughs> the guy with the, the hair. other one that's the other one that uh, I clocked, but I wasn't sure of the timing was at one point in the. At one point at the at the at the newspaper that that he works at, you hear one of the guys talking about like, yeah, he's the meanest guy in the world, but his soup is great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a soup Nazi. Oh yes, yes. Oh, so this in the movie. This was before that? the soup Nazi episode. This movie is in the same universe as <laughs> but, but Frasier before Seinfeld Nazi episode. 
It's before. So you're saying that Seinfeld stole the Super Nasty <laughs> joke from Sleepless in Seattle. It's really funny. It's really funny. Insanity. Oh, Insanity. I also like heard apocryphal stories. Um, and so this could be just like oh, a rumor that I heard once. I'm like passing it along. But I heard that, like, Tom Hanks is actually kind of difficult in this movie and, like, was kind of, like, an a-hole. Uh, Tom Hanks has never been called an a-hole in, like, anything. What? And what was he I, doing? I, I don't know. I, so I'm, like, it's the kid. Helping with the spreading of rumors. Right it's now. the kid. No, it's 110% the kid. Like, all the annoyed vibes he got that we were getting that we thought was so funny in actuality he was just like fuck i hate working with kids because what other show well he worked with a kid in big but he's probably like this kid is nothing compared to the kid in big <laughs> it's like this kid sucks between, between, between compared to the kid in big <laughs> It could be. I mean, also, like, we said that he had been, like, doing stuff for Toy Story at the same time. So he maybe was just, like, a little overworked or something, you know? I don't care. He still has a cute butt. There you go. David <laughs> Moscow is the best person I've ever worked with in my life. And this kid from Toothless sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what did you think of, um, what did you think of the music, Jess? I liked the music. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like I liked the um they definitely had a what's her face song in it. Oh my gosh. Um see now I'm blinking. The country western like old school singer in Oh, this. can we talk about that the song Stand By Your Man and how Oh, it's like, a bad song. Don't get me wrong. It's a, yeah. It's, it's a terrible it's, it's song. It's not a great message. No, it's a very yeah, it's very old school. Um uh oh oh sorry. No, that version is by Tammy Wynette. That's interesting. Yes. Cuz that is a Patsy Cline song. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Bye Bye Blackbird, like, there, uh, I'm trying to think of the, When I Fall in Love, Make Someone Happy, like, as I fair to remember, uh, Back in the Saddle Again, Back in the Saddle Again is amazing. Um, no, it had a really great soundtrack. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I don't think it's like, like, I wouldn't look back on this movie and say that it was like an iconic soundtrack, um, but it was good. And it definitely put me in the mindset that it should have put me in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think You've Got Mail had a better soundtrack. Really? Uh, TBH. I think I might agree. I think there's more songs I knew more the words to. songs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. as much as I didn't like that movie, I did love the soundtrack. Uh, this is this is a great soundtrack. This is a classic soundtrack. Uh, the um, the Harry Connick Jr. song was, was up for an Oscar and it lost. Oh, no kidding. Um, let me see. Was yeah, that the last? What was the last song? Was the, that the last song? Wasn't the last song "When I Fall in Love" by Celine Dion? No, the 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 guy a guy sang that the song that I'm thinking of. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know which one it was. I do also love the like this was like low key a Christmas movie for like five seconds. Make somebody happy by yeah. And what I was like, I was like, this is a Christmas movie. I didn't know. I thought it was going to be Christmas for longer, and I was like, nobody told me this was a Christmas movie. And then Christmas was like swiftly over with. <laughs> yeah, the I feel like the horses, horses, horses thing is kind of iconic. Where she's in the car and she's like 
Horses, 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 horses. When did she say that? I don't remember that. When she's driving in the car. Oh, I do not remember that part. Horses, horses. Yeah, I feel like that's a a famous a famous thing. Um, yeah. So, I, I I guess like some some other things that need to be discussed is just like Annie's stalking abilities, the yes. fact that she. <laughs> Like, okay, and then of course they cross paths at the train, at the airplane, of at course. the airport. Um, but and then he sees her, Sam sees her in love at first sight, entranced by her beauty. Mm-hmm. And then she follows him. She goes to his house, first of all, almost knocks on the door, but then realizes that um he's on the boat, and That's then she follows yeah. follows the boat in the rental car stops at the beach and then like just hangs out in a corner watching them at the beach it's very playing football yeah it's really weird here's the thing if a man had done this in a film we would be losing our minds and so i feel like we have to hold her feet to the fire a little bit more annie your behavior is downright stalkery (laughs) It's uncool. It's that, weird. Yeah. Like, that send exactly, him mail. Like, call yeah. him. She has his phone number because she, she, she calls. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she calls calls. And she called and didn't leave a message. She just listened to the voicemail, and that's how she got his last name. That, but I want to know, MJC, how is it that when Meg Ryan is a stalker, it's charming? But if a man did this then it's creepy as fuck. How, like, talk about this double standard. Oh, <laughs> you're right that it is a double standard. Uh, but it was for love, guys. No, it was, no. <laughs> she didn't even know she liked it. It was Here's the thing. pure thought. The movie ends, and they're, like, holding hands, like, presumably, presumably going on a date. Again, very strange for a rom-com to barely have the two leads in a scene together. Um, I just think it's, yeah, very weird. Like, I feel like it takes longer to build chemistry. Again, like, it's not like they didn't have chemistry. It was fine. But it's almost like you can't even call it chemistry because they barely were around each other. In my opinion, the story should have focused more on the fact that Annie was unhappy and felt like she was settling versus like, and like, she's obviously using this whole thing with Sam and this whole story he has to realize that what she has is not what she wants, right? Like that is more of what the no, story is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify her as unhappy, though. I classify her as like just going through the motions yeah, and she's curious fine. as to like maybe something will like happen here. But I think that she could have married Walter and would have had like a fine life. But she didn't want a fine life. She wanted to be with. Uh, Sam Baldwin instead. But why does she want to be with Sam Baldwin? That's the thing I don't understand. Like, there's nothing... She doesn't know him. What she knows about him is like a five-minute radio clip. The way that he talks. Well, like, compared to what he knows about her, like, she knows, like, everything about Yeah, exactly. He knows nothing about her. Exactly. Exactly. He knows that she likes a sports team or something. I don't know. Yeah. He thinks that she's hot. Um, she likes the nice things that he said about his dead wife. Like, that's kind of what they know about each other. 
Um, but they moved, don't know about each other. Her to tears. Oh, okay, yeah, she tears cried. Back. She, um, I mean, I think I it's... Like, can I say that I like the scene at the, at the diner on Christmas Eve when she's, like, driving to Walter's family. And, uh, like, the waitresses are, like, having a conversation about, uh-huh. like, clearly, like, what they were talking, like, the... Sam on the Dr. Loris show. Which, by the way, like, most diners I go to aren't, like, blaring, like, <laughs> calling, like, yeah. calling radio, like, psychiatric doctor shows. Uh, and when it comes back on, uh, the waitresses are like, oh, turn it up. And, like, and Annie does the same thing. She was like, oh, I, I'm a crazy person. I have to leave. <laughs> um... Yeah, when she's just... hiding in the when she's hiding in the in the pantry. <laughs> oh, yeah, the that scene was fun. Was yeah, yeah, that and scene then was she fun. tells such a good lie. She was just like, yeah, like she thought that um, Rosie thought that her significant other was on the radio, and I had to listen to see if it was him. That's the thing, but I it don't, wasn't. That's the thing I don't really like about Amy. The like, okay, so because when I thought that she had mailed the letter, I got kind of annoyed with her. Right. Because but then we find out later that it was um, it was Rosie O'Donnell that that mails the letter. But like, I don't know. I still think it's not great. And I mean, she remedies it at the end. Like she does tell Walter about all of this. But like it is shady and really shitty to like fly across the country and lie to your your significant other about it. And like for like a wild, wild reason, like it's not nice. Um, And I think like, again, she knows she knows she knows it, too. Like, oh, she knows it's bad. Yeah. He's with the the woman on the plane. Like, yes. Don't you hate flying? Are you okay with flying? Yes. She's like, yeah, I do hate lying. Like, oh. yeah. Something in your little Freudian little slip there. there. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. Like Loki, I love Walter. Like I know he's boring. Like don't get me wrong. Like he's a Stop boring it. character. You don't love. Just yes, I do. Listen, I will Walter. explain why. Because I think oh Walter gosh. is so extremely understanding. A different character in a Wonder different movie Brett. flips out at the end of like at Annie, right? But like he literally verbatim, this is what he says. He says, look, Annie, I love you, but let's leave this. Let's leave that out of this. I don't want to be someone you're settling for. I don't want to be someone that anyone settles for. Marriage is hard Mm -hmm. enough without bringing such low expectations into it, isn't it? That's so understanding. That's so nice. Yeah. Like he's such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. But Jess, do you want to only have. Is he restaurant? Is he going to like flip out? oh please this is a movie of course he would (laughs) yeah (laughs) there have been plenty of freakouts and like drinks in the face in movies before i just think he's like a very understanding nice guy walter no no obviously sam is better i'm not trying to argue that walter is better than sam that's not what i'm arguing i'm just saying walter is a perfectly nice guy and i like that that's the message of the story that it's not that walter is a horrible human being it's just that he's not right for annie Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the real question is, is Jessica, would you want to have only missionary in a bed for the rest of your life with t- used tissues, with tissues all everywhere Listen, and the humidifier going? Will complains all the time that I generate way too many tissues in the garbage because I blow my nose constantly because I have allergies. Walter and I connect on that. It's not his fault. He was born with shitty genes. It happens sometimes, you know. If this movie was in, if this movie was today, uh, he would have a CPAP machine for sleep apnea. Hundred percent. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Time for, 
We'll have a CPAP machine. Oh, it's yeah. so noisy. No. I feel bad for him. Like, it can't be easy being the one. And I did love his joke where he, like, he finds Annie in the closet and he's like, it was Miss Scarlet in the closet with the radio. Like, he's funny. Just because she should marry Walter. Like, come I, on. Like, well, people need to give Walter more credit. In my opinion, Walter and Jessica both need more credit in this film. Oh, I thought you were saying that you yourself need more credit. <laughs> like, Jessica, you got plenty of credit. Like, come on. Yeah, H&G. We, we credited you enough. Hi, goodbye. <laughs> H&G. Yeah. Uh, that chair was awesome, too, by the way. The chair that Jessica and um, and Jonah are sitting in, a really cool yeah. chair. Yeah. Yeah. Open that, door that policy. Too, where he was like, if you put this backwards, it says Paul is dead. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? I uh oh gosh. The, I I liked when uh um the parents are like questioning Jessica and Jessica says N Y Dad goes, that means no way <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know Jessica's, your there, Mr. Mr. Yeah. Jessica? Jessica's great. I love her. I think she's hilarious. I would have liked even like even just a little bit more of her would have been great. But again, I just think it's like this is just the beginning for Gabby Hoffman. So it's like someone saw her in this movie and was like, she's a star because she's very funny in the little bits that she does have. I just like I really like that the supporting cast in this movie is actually really, really good. Yeah, the no, the the cast of characters is outstanding. Um, so ultimately, we get them meeting at the Empire State Building. Uh, Annie has day. On Valentine's Day, Annie has to beg. <laughs> the groan from Jessica. I just family. can't. It is so cheesy. Is ugh? Come on, enough. <laughs> uh, Jessica, it's romantic, you fucking psychopath. <laughs> so they go up to it, and they just miss each other, and then she's like all sad. But she finds the backpack with the bear in it and they come back up and then they meet and it's like, are you Annie? And she's like, I'm Annie. Like, this was so romantic. And this is, uh, I guess, like a, a very big rip from an affair to remember. Well, yeah, um, they reference that movie like a million times. A hundred times, yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah. So another another uh, IMDb spot. Uh, apparently, the riff that that Victor Garber and Tom Hanks do about the movie was like completely improvised. Of course, it was. Yeah. Or they're like mocking. Yeah. Oh, I loved. Yeah, I loved that scene. I thought that that was so funny when like Rita Wilson was like crying about <laughs> an affair to remember, and they're like, "What is wrong with you?" And like. Um, Victor Garber's like yeah she's like very emotional and then yeah they like do like the bit about like I don't know the, the dirty war dozen movie. is the movie yeah uh, okay dozen. so like the yeah and they <laughs> they start laughing that was very funny this movie is so so funny so funny it, no it is it is a good so many comedy like I just think like I just expect my rom-coms to have the two leads together more often. And that is like my major gripe about the film is that like we know that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan will have good chemistry. Like we know it. And so the fact that like we barely see them together just feels like it's a bit 
un- not unfinished, but like unfulfilling in that way. Like I want to see an extra yeah. five minutes of them together, you know? I, I have a theory. Like, we didn't see them a lot in You've Got Mail together either. Maybe they just don't have good chemistry. <laughs> they hate each other. <laughs> Let's check out Joe versus the Volcano. And- That's exactly. We have, so we have one more, one more Tom Hanks and, um, and Meg Ryan movie to cover because and this, that one I have never seen. Yeah, this is number two out of three. So, Joe versus the Volcano, a 1990 movie. I, this is our last one. Like, I've eventually never heard we're gonna of have this to cover movie before. Joe versus the volcano. That's a weird name. Yeah. It's the it's it's the reverse order we're gonna go in. Yeah, it's it really we're is the reverse order. Yeah. So this is this was number two out of three. You've got males three out of three. So Joe versus the volcano is the first. Thankfully it's a nineties movie, not made in eighty nine. At least at least in You've Got Mail, like they're interacting. The entire yeah. time, and like yeah. their interactions are, they hate each other, uh, yeah. and yeah. then he gaslights her. Um, oh. <laughs> to this one where they're yeah. literally interacting for two minutes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. This it's one... just weird. Like, I because here's the thing: it's like I both love that Sam is a realist, and it's like I'm not gonna go after a woman who lives in Baltimore, Jonah. Like, stop being stupid. Um, but like, I also want them to interact. So I guess I can't have my cake and eat it too. But like, I would have just liked an extra five minutes with them together or like extra Mm -hmm. five minutes, um, when she almost gets run over, you know what I mean? Like something, literally anything, right? (laughs) Yeah. It would have been great if she just got taken out at that point. And he's like, no, I lost two of the loves of my life. I have to Uh, show for Victoria. (laughs) so victoria was supposed to go on this like long weekend with sam mm-hmm. but it never happens because jonah runs away and like <laughs> he probably like has to like call her from new york be like yeah uh, it's not gonna happen for us yeah <laughs> she's just like so confused like why like i thought we were going to go to like hawaii um Big bummer. Too bad, Victoria. Take your hyena laugh elsewhere. Get hired on the Lion King in two years. Bye. Did it rain? Did it rain enough in no. Seattle? Not for no. Seattle. Not. Yeah, for- that's the only thing that people know about Seattle is that it rains there a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, that, was, that was mentioned a lot in the movie. The Space Needle and Fraser and sports scenes. That's what you know about Seattle. <laughs> But I liked that, right. like, I, I kind of enjoyed that it was that it took place in Seattle because, like, we all know, like, there's always New York movies and there's Chicago movies and there's, like, L.A. movies. But I feel like there's not a ton of, like, Seattle movies. Um, so I like that. It's, you know, a different setting. And it's like, I'm miserable. I might have... What? There's plenty of Seattle movies? Am I missing something? Twilight 1, 2, 3, parts 4... One and two in parts four, Twilight. Oh, my God. The best Seattle movie of all time. Yes. Yeah, sure. Sure, Jay. I, um, shout, shouts out to, um, <laughs> shouts out to the NGOG podcast. But uh, I was thinking of Rob Reiner, uh, the first episode where he's there as, um, as Jess's dad. Um, <laughs> Nick is trying to, like, pitch his zombie movie zombie story and like it's essentially twilight and there's one little <laughs> where um like nick's trying to like be like well like 
is Twilight, like, does it have a werewolf? Like, yeah, it does! Like, one of the, <laughs> one of the ones is, of is Twilight in Seattle? And it's like, yeah, it's in Seattle! <laughs> I've, uh, I, I've never gotten scene. into a uh, new girl oh my ever. Gosh. Or never Sarah. mind, yeah. It's fine. I think I think New Girl, like, it kind of, like, loses momentum at a certain point. I want to say, like, season two or three, and I haven't watched beyond that. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great show. It's a great podcast. Listen to that podcast if you've come this far and you haven't listened to NGOG. Uh, but I'm sure most people that listen to this uh, listen to both. Mm. I'm sure. Supporting. Supporting all of the... Ad- our happy Jason podcast. Simply must. Yes. Um, yeah. This one, this one is the Sleepless in Seattle is the best critically um, acclaimed movie as well as like the best like produ- like uh, like like financially like uh, made movie. Like this did the best essentially. Sleepless in Seattle. Out of uh, Joe versus the volcano, and you've got mail. It's okay. rated the best as well. Is Joe versus the volcano last? Because I'm concerned. <laughs> it's it's it was released in 1990. This was released in 93, and no, I um, mean like, is it last in terms of like success? Because or like ratings? Oh. Because I hated you've got mail, so I hope I'm not going to despise Joe versus the volcano like I did. Well, you got mail. one day. We will talk oh, about it. That God. is not today. We'll I will say, like, we will today. find out one day. Yeah, this movie again. This movie is fine. It's serviceable. Just, is it... I'm, I'm gonna predict. Just... I'm gonna predict. If you watch it a couple more times, I think you will appreciate it more. And more I just think that, it. like, it's not to me. And I know I'm like bringing this up, but it's like a Meg Meg Ryan equivalent, right? Like when Harry met Sally, I watched that film and I was like, I could literally turn this on and watch it again. Like I loved it that much. And it just See, hit me. I feel I feel the same way about this movie. Yeah, this movie just didn't hit me in that way. Again, I would if watch it's on, it again. If it's on cable, I will sit down and watch it. I could see, is this a movie I would watch if I was just like, I don't flip through the channels. I don't have cable. But if I had cable and I was flipping through the channels and I saw this movie, I don't know that I would stop on it. I would stop on When Harry Met Sally, though. I just don't think that like, because there's not the moment where they have the chemistry together much, I think that's what like I like in a rom-com, right? That's why I really like rom-coms where the leads have chemistry. So it makes us unique. No, and and that's, I do think, yeah, I think it's interesting. other... Yeah. Um, it's just like because there isn't it's like you can't have it both ways, right? It's either going to be unique or it's going to like have the chemistry. So it's like, yeah, it's unique, but it is missing that little thing. Um, but again, it had a lot of parts I liked. The kids in it weren't awful, which a lot of times they are. Um, all mm-hmm. of the side characters, like great, great actors and actresses and the side characters. Um, I felt like I, I just like Sam as a character. I feel like he makes sense as a character. Um, Annie I was a little bit nutso. Um, but I still think like she's more likable than um, the character in You've Got Mail is for sure. 100 percent. Catherine Kelly. Yeah, sorry. I didn't remember her name because who cares? 
Kathleen, Kathleen Kelly, sorry. Kathleen Kelly and her bookstore. Sell the damn bookstore. Or sell your brownstone to keep your fucking don't bookstore sell, <laughs> Don't sell the brownstone. Oh, yeah. We don't need to get back into Yeah, we don't need to relitigate this. But seriously, if you haven't listened to that podcast, people, please go back and listen to it because it was absolutely wild and oh, hilarious. Yeah, so fun. Um, but no, I do think, like I said, this is a serviceable movie. It's not going to reach like my top 10 peak rom-coms though. It just can't do that when I need the chemistry to be there. That's why I love how to lose a guy in 10 days because Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson are electric together. They have the chemistry. You know what I mean? Like I need that in a rom-com. I, I mean, how, um, how can Matthew McConaughey. If you're ever bored, if you're ever bored, you should track, um, like Kate Hudson's boyfriends. Kate Hudson's boyfriends. Like, yes, yeah, like IRL boyfriends. Interesting. Does she date weirdos? Yeah. It, no, 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 but like it's, it's pretty crazy. I think at like one point she went from, uh, I think one point she went from Owen Wilson to Lance Armstrong, or something like that. I, I it's, it's, it's. Definitely worth, uh, you know, worth a Google if you're ever interested. Like, she doesn't have a type. She just dates, like, anybody and everybody. Yeah, well, she was with A-Rod for a while. She, oh, what uh, in the world? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She was with A-Rod the year that the Yankees won the World Series. And everyone was like, it's all Kate Hudson because A-Rod had a good playoffs that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> thankful for, for that. Love that for her. <laughs> A Yankees win. Don't even know what that is. <laughs> um, yeah, I overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, I've seen this movie before, but I would, I would watch it again. Um, I mean, just you can't compare it to When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally is in the 80s. This is in the 90s. It's in totally different boat. Yes. How could I possibly compare two movies from two different decades from like four years apart? It's just not allowed. (laughs) Be reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, it was a good movie. I just like it's not making my top 10 of rom-coms. Like When Harry Met Sally instantly made my top 10 because it's so good. Um, I did like it. And I, again, I would watch it again, not right away. Um, but yeah, I would, I would watch it again. I think at least we got to watch a film in which Tom Hanks is likable because I took far too long of a break from like liking Tom Hanks in movies when I had to watch You've Got Mail mm-hmm. and, uh, that baseball movie. That baseball movie, I'm sorry, Jessica. what is it? A League of Their Own? I, League League of their own. I get them mixed up because there's the other one, the Angels in the Outfield, and I always mix up the two. Jessica, um, MJC, do you like, um, did you like a league of their own i i really enjoy like i really enjoy that movie that's another one where <laughs> if it's on it's like a top 10 movie cable, i'll watch yeah. it i i really i really enjoy it, was it. i'm sorry i'm it was lost fine. in i'm lost in uh kate hudson's uh boyfriends right now <laughs> <laughs> is there like um right. like a, so, a tree so, chris robinson who's the black guy who's the black crows guy is mm-hmm. the one with that Ryder is Ryder's dad. So like they were married for a while. Uh Owen Wilson. Dak Shepard. What? Oh. Okay. Keith Ledger. Oh. Lance Armstrong. Okay. Okay. That so it was it went from Ledger back to Owen Wilson to Lance Armstrong, which is like <laughs> funny because they're bros. Yeah. Uh 
Adam Scott, not the actor, but the Australian golfer. What? Hmm. Uh, A-Rod, the lead singer for Muse. Derek Huff. Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas? What? what? How old is Nick Jonas? He was a child. Oh, my. No, it was in, it was in, they hooked up in 2015. So right before he got with Priyanka? Wow. My goodness. Uh, Diplo, and now uh, the person that she's currently with. Wow. Who's Dan- they've, like, Danny Fushikawa. Danny Fushikawa or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's your, <laughs> that's your Kate Hudson court. That is wild. Wow. No reason. For, I, Listen, I, I love it. in this movie. We're going places on this podcast, okay? Uh, yeah. People will appreciate it. <laughs> um, is there, speaking of the movie, which is what this podcast is about, is there anything oh, okay. else, <laughs> anything else either one of you wanted to discuss, uh, Sarah, we'll start with you, anything else that we missed that you wanted to talk about, you're dying to talk about that we have not mentioned, because we already talked about the tiramisu. Yeah, tiramisu I still think is a little bit of a mystery. Uh, no, I just really enjoyed uh, Tom Hanks's uh, comedy chops in this, his sarcastic deliveries, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, it, she's a classic. She's a classic. A modern classic. Yeah. I, I will uh, close by saying... Uh, down with Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> Down with Jonah. Jonah, get out of here. I and he called back. He calls back to talk shit about Victoria. Good. On the radio show. Good. Yeah, Victoria yeah. sucks. Yeah. And it should also, be known also, this is this is um the you know fallacy of the predetermined outcome, I guess. Or or um uh but it shouldn't have worked like him flying himself to New York to meet this rando like should not have worked out. No, but it did. I Where, mean, of course like, it should. No, Sam is Sam is right. Sam is right. Where like ninety nine times out of a hundred, like this yeah, you're gonna. A psycho. To like, be Annie honest, Annie is kind of psycho. It's crazy. <laughs> Just saying. Also, so, I think fine. Sarah, we do 100 need to times out of a hundred. <laughs> We do need to put out a poll post-podcast or even pre-podcast and see if people hate Jonah or like Jonah. Because normally okay. I am all about the kid-hating train. I am the yeah. conductor of the child-hating yeah. train. Choo-choo, motherfucker. But Jonah was, like, legit not bad. Like, he's a decent mm-hmm. medium. That's what I'll say. He has fish lips. Fish lips? <laughs> what? Um, are you guys going to put another poll about about uh, your your boy Walter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We need to know I, about Walter too. I do. Here's the thing. I think people just need to put in a perspective. Yes, he's boring. Doesn't mean he's not a nice guy. That's all I gotta say. I don't. No. No one is arguing that, Jessica. Well, like, I think people like, hate Walter because he has allergies. And you know what? It sucks to be the person with the allergies. As much as you hate people that have to like spray a nasal spray, you know what? It's worse for the person spraying the nasal spray than it is for the person listening to it. It's all I, I don't care. How about you get a better immune system? <laughs> How about that? Uh, I don't. I don't hate him because of his allergies. I hate him because he's a freaking dork. Like that's why. I hate oh, him. see, I yeah. like him because he's a dork. Down with dorks. <laughs> down, down with the dorks. <laughs> 
That is not what this podcast is all about. Down with, Down the with Dort. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I also love how it's like, oh, they're made for each other because Annie can peel an apple just like his death oh, wife so can. That's fucking dumb. I can't. Like, who gives a shit if you could peel off an apple in one fucking peel? I think we should try. Is it? Is this like the new like ice bucket challenge? Why are you peeling like, a fucking apple? Just eat it like an adult. Are you 10? Like, give me a break. I think, I mean, I don't think it's that hard, but I need to give it a go. You let me but, know how that uh, goes. I'm going to keep eating apples like do. a grown ass adult. I'll tell you I what. Kept expecting, I kept expecting while she was peeling the apple to like. Chop her finger off. Slice her finger. Yeah. Yeah, and then she has to wake up Walter, ch- poor sleeping Walter, out of his deep slumber. Uh, Walter's already awake and preparing his uh, clue joke that he uh, he busted. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he he pre-planned that joke. Probably, but who cares? <laughs> Listen, Walter's great. By the way, one last thought: if you have to choose of a building in New York City. The Chrysler building is a much prettier building, the Empire State Building, and I don't think it's talked about enough. No, but that's not, that that doesn't have anything to do with the fair to remember. I know, but I'm just saying, MJC, do we need to put more credit on the Chrysler building? (laughs) Art, deco, excellent. Sure, sure. I'm here for for, uh, putting respect on the Chrysler Builder's name. Yeah, I don't want to hang out by the Empire State Building. <laughs> and I don't want to hang out at Rockefeller I like, Center. I like the, uh, the, the, the cab driver being like, what are you going to do, spit off the top of it? Eh, 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 eh. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> do people do that? That's fucking disgusting. Hey, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. You're going to hurt somebody with your nasty projectile yeah. spit. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. I, um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure, like, you'll get like a pretty large fine. Good. If you, if you do that. Good. Because that's gross. It um is. Yeah. No. Like I said, this movie was good. It was serviceable. I enjoyed it. Respect on Walter and Jessica. They were also fabulous in the I, film. So. So. <laughs> I don't like the word serviceable. <laughs> it seems aggressive. Oh, Jonah had like seventy dollars. He said to his name, "A Y, you're nine. Like, what? What do you?" He saved up his allowance. Like, stop it. Or what he's stealing from his father. <laughs> plus, plus so Jessica's seventy dollars. A one way cross country flight plus cab fare. You're forgetting about okay. Jessica's forty dollars. Also, what but a good friend. I- I feel as though they just definitely stole Jessica's mom's credit card because you can't. There's no like, I don't know. There's no like cash ability yeah. to put your like <laughs> cash in this drive to pay for your plane ticket. That's true. So and, and I, I don't want to think about how much Sam had to pay for uh, an emergency cross-country flight from Seattle to New York City. Yeah, on Jonah Valentine's sucks Day. in that way, huh? But at least he met the love of his life, so, you know, priceless. Uh-huh. They have the second love of well. his life, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. You must remember this. This is just a kiss. I love that guy's voice. <laughs> Um, yes. So, dear the listener. The warrior will always welcome lovers. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> please respond to our polls when we put them out at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on, thoughts on Walter? What are your thoughts on Jonah? Um, only praise for Jessica because she's amazing. Yeah, we want to hear what you thought of this classic 1983 film. Jessica the character and Jessica the host. Both. Both are amazing. Of course, of course. Um, MJC, why don't you throw some plugs out? What do you got going on? Where can the folks find you? Sure. Uh, I am down to my final three episodes of Pilot Season. Oh my god, how you're dragging this out? Do you what? Can you tease what's coming up? I want to know. Of course I can. Yeah, of course. Um, so, uh, I just we, we've had some uh, scheduling issues, but uh, the next episode should be uh, myself and uh, our friend Jenny, and we Ooh. are going to talk about uh, Search Party which is a show that uh, I enjoy uh, greatly. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. That sounds fun. I've seen some of that uh, show. And the, I love, um, what's yeah. her, what's the main character's name? Because I love her. Uh, the actress's name? Yes, or the, yes. The character's Sorry, name? yes, the actress. Um, I, I don't, I can't think of it right now, but she's in Arrested Development. Yes, she plays. Um, oh gosh, I maybe. Can't. Yes, thank you. Maybe. maybe. Yes, she's amazing. Yes. I love her. Sorry, continue. Uh, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, 99's gonna be good. 100's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying um, being able to still call myself a podcaster for as long as I can. Um, and I'm enjoying, uh, being on other people's podcast. Uh, Listen, like once a podcaster, one. always a podcaster. And as long as you're exactly. guesting, you're still exactly. podcasting. So, you of course, know. of course, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah. Chappelle doesn't have a podcast. Exactly. And you know, that bitch <laughs> has been on every single podcast known to man at this point. <laughs> Chappelle looking at you, if you're listening, my goodness. I think, I think, uh, Chappelle has, um, for his like Twitter DMs, I think he has like an auto response saying like, "Yes, I'll do it." <laughs> How funny is that? Oh my gosh, that is so spelled. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's exciting, though. I'm excited for your last couple of episodes. They should be really fun. Alia Shawcat is the actress's name. It no was wonder we didn't know. Oh my gosh! So I looked it up. Um, but yeah, no, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. I will, uh, I will let the masses know when you can listen to those podcasts. Um, and it is always a pleasure, uh, catching up with the two of you guys. Yes, of course we have it, to have you back yeah. on when we do, what is it? Joe versus the G- volcano? Joe, Joe V the volcano. Of course. Yes. <laughs> it sounds insane, but we'll, we, we always. Uh, love it when you come on. Uh, uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, make content happen, even if it's the worst movie in the world. I mean, honestly, it's <laughs> kind of better that be better. way. Now. Yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, did you guys listen to um, Shannon on Robin Akiva talk about Space Jam: A New Legacy? Because that was like more entertaining than the actual movie. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I haven't either because I wanted to watch the movie first. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Yeah, I watched the movie like yesterday i listened to the podcast last night it was very it was a very fun podcast so drew that's my i, I know was, that drew said that he was enjoying it i was he, like okay he enjoyed the podcast or the movie <laughs> the movie oh i don't know he's at least a lebron stand 
I don't even know if he knows who LeBron is on a regular day-to-day <laughs> -day basis. Even I know to who LeBron honest. is. That should say something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Always a pleasure to have you on MJC. We're happy to have you back mm -hmm. whenever you want to come back because it's always so much fun. I love talking movies with you. It's it's enjoy. It's of so course. Or, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have like, we mostly do book movies in our bonus content. But next month, Sarah, we might have something a little special that is not a Ooh. movie bonus content coming up later in August. We'll get to that a little later on. But what else do we have coming up, Sarah, on this podcast? Boy Meets World um, every Thursday, Dawson's Creek every Monday. Don't miss it. We are in um, crazy, crazy times in the Dawson's Creek world and Boy Meets World. We just dealt with a breakup. So, so much fun. Um, you know, if you didn't check out Hook with Kevin Mahadeo, definitely check that out for our second bonus content of July. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, lots of fun stuff happening in August to come. Yes, I can't wait to get into August or, or extra content in August. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we're, like, honestly in a pretty good sweet spot with Dawson's Creek and Boy Meets World. We're, like, pretty spoiled right now. Um, mm -hmm. the, especially if you haven't listened, well, I guess when this comes out, uh, Dawson's Creek will be coming out on Monday. Definitely give that podcast a listen because it was absolutely wild. I loved it so much. Um, you're missing out. You don't have to watch the show. Uh, did you guys, it. did you guys ever watch the, uh, the episode of Under a Rock with Tig Notaro where she interviews, uh, Vanderbeek? No. Okay, so Under a Rock with Tig Notaro is uh, like a like a web show that she used to do, where she would interview celebrities that she didn't know who they are, and so like the game is they have to she has to like figure out who she's talking to, and in season one, James Vanderbeek was one of the celebrities, and it was so funny. So she, she has like, no really idea about good. Dawson's Creek. No, not that at all. That is fun. Oh my gosh! Now I have to check that no out. Idea about so fun. Pre varsity blues, none of that. None of that. Oh, that's fun. I'll have to check that out. I got into like a weird deep dive last night on like the YouTube rabbit hole, and I had watched this like Dawson's Creek reunion special for like no reason because we're only in season <laughs> two. But I I know the whole like everything that happens. Um, but it, it was really fun. I really liked. Uh, I like seeing everybody back together. You know, when they're older. Okay, um, that's another one that. Uh, I will remember to send you a link. You yes. Put it in the show notes. Yes. Send me that link. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so keep up with all of our content. You, you can always send in feedback at shit 90s pod, uh, Twitter and Instagram shit 90s pod at gmail.com. Um, give us five star ratings. If you can reviews, we lovely. Um, and yeah, we will catch you all next month for our next bonus podcast. Or if you listen to Dawson's Creek and boy meets world, we will catch you when you listen to those. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you again, MJC for coming on and being an ultimate rock star as always talking about Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan with us. Always. And we will talk to you all <laughs> next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just Shit 90 shows taught me. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.